politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. Well, Joe Manchin trashing Democrats' screwed-up proposal to monitor bank accounts with $10,000 in activity. He predicts it's dead. Dead and arrival. Good. Let's hope it is. That'd be a fantastic thing. But... Is the Let's Go Brandon Halloween costume sweeping the nation? Or is that fake news? Good afternoon. Welcome to the podcast. What are you being this year? I'm going as Let's Go Brandon. I mean, why not, right? Why not? Uh, let me just let you know, by the way, uh, tomorrow morning on the show, Ronna McDaniel is going to join me. She is, of course, the chairwoman of the Republican National Committee. She's going to talk to me about Jack Chitterelli and his run for governor of New Jersey. Now, I've been at this game a long time, and one thing I can tell you with certainty is that the chairwoman of the Republican National Committee is not coming on the show unless they think Jack's got a really good chance to win. And if you missed the interview that he did with me this this morning, I'll play you a little bit of it. The bottom line is this. Uh, we know that King Philip the Unaccountable Murphy is going to put in vaccine mandates and vaccine passports once he gets elected. And the fact that it was caught on hot mic... James O'Keefe's video, Project Veritas, which apparently there's more stuff coming, which is great. More more videos uh, to expose Murphy and his campaign. Fantastic. But the fact that it's out there, and 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 the real cynical part of this, of course, is that it, it's it's the people saying he, he can't get elected unless, uh, you know, if he's honest about this. So we got to hide this all until after the election. That's the deeply cynical part of all of this, that he is willing to lie to everybody just to get reelected because it advances his own personal ambitions. And let's face it, I mean, when when you're running for president of the United States as a lefty, you got to be far left. And the left is all in on vaccine mandates and all in on vaccine passports. And there's no debating the issue. You're, you're just, you're canceled. You, you're horrible. You, you hate people. You're going to kill people. You're killing people. On and on it goes. I mean, come on. So the reality is, when Jack Chitterelli said today he's not surprised by this, but it speaks to you that this president, this this governor has been the most anti-parent governor we've had in this state. I mean, he's right. He really is right about that. So we've got the Republican National Committee chairwoman coming on my show tomorrow to talk to me about this race. Diane Allen's going to make another appearance uh, on the show. And uh, over the weekend, as I mentioned to you, the Philly, the uh, Phillies. <laughs> Eagles, right? Which is the one that plays football? The Eagles game, they had uh, commercials running, paid for by the Republican Governors Association for Jack. All those things mean to me that they think he can win. That's what all this says to me. They think he can win. And they think he can win, it's great. Because the beautiful part about that is that uh, it just comes down to you voting. I mean, can you vote? Can you come out there and vote? Can you do it? Can you get out there? Because I hope so. You got to do it. And the other part, too, that I think is really interesting is there's more uh, going on with Fauci right now regarding all of this cover-up with everything that's going on. So, Francis Collins said, the last thing that needs to happen now in any sense is that we are not revealing everything that we know. NIH is currently ignoring several congressional requests for information about its work in China. And as David Asher put it, it's called a cover-up. And a cover-up is a federal crime, as is a conspiracy to cover up. Wait until those redacted February 1st through 3rd NIH emails get unredacted, along with their British counterpart, massively redacted emails. 
a lot of this is coming out with Fauci and with Francis Collins regarding all the work that was done with COVID and, uh, and the gain-of-function research and all of it that was done in the lab. That's also coming out. And it's funny, too, because the fact that, that Fauci is a dog killer, I mean, he really is. He hates dogs. He's a total dog killer. Oh, and also uh, new stuff coming out on, about the Alec Baldwin uh, shooting incident on the set of that movie out in California. New things coming out about that, too. And you know what? People are praising the armorist, the person who actually handled the firearm before handing it to uh, Alec Baldwin. Actually praising her. So what does that tell you? All the complaints seem to be, and it's all piling up to be, that uh, Alec Baldwin's a cheapskate. He's executive producer of the movie. And he and his other executive producer, a bunch of cheapskates, cut corners everywhere, rushing production. And that those are the reasons why this happened. Because there were so many mistakes made because you were just trying to save money and you're just rushing through it. And, of course, things like that are going to happen. So I'm not surprised by that. I mean, it's such a tragedy, though. It really is. It's an absolute tragedy. And I think that if you... If you really break it down and you and you ask yourself how it is that Hollywood, which hates guns so much, despises firearms, hates guns, with, but they'll use them in every movie and they'll use real ones. That, to me, is the craziest part of this whole story, isn't it? That they'll, that they'll use real guns in movies. They hate them. They hate guns so much. I just always assumed they were toys. I really did. I just assumed they were toys made to look like real guns. I thought they were just really well-done props, rubber guns, and I figured that make them, I don't know, I guess I thought when they were mixing the whole thing later on that that's when they would add all the sound effects and everything else. So I never really understood the purpose of why you would need to to have the uh, like the, the sound of the of the blanks and everything in that moment and i mean i guess actors go it sounds more real but isn't that what the whole thing about acting is you're supposed to be acting so we'll get we'll get a stay puff marshmallow man to walk down the street but we have to use a real gun cuz i don't think the stay puff marshmallow man is real i think that was probably cgi or something like that i'm guessing i'm hoping because if this is, <laughs> turns out the Safe of Virtual Man was real, then we got a real problem we got to talk about. Oh, that's because Ghostbusters is back. All the kids are being Ghostbusters this year, which is actually really cool for people of a certain age. The fact that the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is a thing again and the kids are dressing up as Ghostbusters, that's outstanding. I love it. I mean, it's really great stuff. So that is really good news. Uh, let me uh, share with you a clip of MSNBC's Stephanie Rule. Uh, she is now going after the billionaires. Ta- I got to hand it to Stephanie Rule. I mean, she has been really tough on the Biden administration here in the last f- several weeks, actually, going after them for their nonsense with the saying it's a 0%. It's going to cost 0%. And she goes, well, I don't know what kind of math that is. Now she's going after them over their dumb tax increase. Take a listen to this. We are actually watching right now as Joe Manchin is speaking. He's in an interview with David Rubenstein, co-founder of Carlisle, one of the biggest private equity firms on the planet. Private equity firms who seem to be keeping that beautiful loophole carried interest. That's not being taken away. And talk about this new idea, this billionaire's tax. This is kind of nonsense, John. They're being taxed based on their income. People this wealthy pay themselves a teeny tiny amount. This is not a wealth tax. This is another giant loophole that they'll be able to swan dive through. Imagine that, another giant loophole. You know why? Because the, the the interest, Democrats, billionaires love Democrats. Have you ever noticed that? They do for a reason. I mean, they always yell about them. The Democrats will yell about the billionaire, Bernie in particular, really. But they all love him at the end of the day. So they're just trying to find another way to help them out. 
They don't really want to make Mark Zuckerberg pay his fair share. I mean, he always could if he wanted to. He can always give more. They should. Here's what I would propose. They should do a thing on the tax form where they put a box and they go, check this box and, and how much more do you want to pay? And you can put whatever you want down. You put a billion dollars, you put $10 billion, like all of it, take all my money. You should be able to put that down. You know, like a form. Like I got this thing in the mail today and it was a charitable thing. And it said, how much would you like to give? 25, 50, other. And you know, the other box is screaming at you. Like, I guess I got to give them. So they could do that too. How much you want to pay? Here's what you owe. Yo, $25,000. How much more would you like to pay? Check this box. A million, 10 million, 50 billion, whatever it is. And, just, and then see, let's see, let's see how many of them do it. See how many of the very, very rich, rich people that are out there who are looking to try and uh, get taxes raised, how much they'll just voluntarily give? That's my question. How many will they just voluntarily give? How many of them will actually do it? A Defense Department official today spoke and said there are at least, at least 439 Americans still in Afghanistan, at least. And the Department of State is in contact with 196 American citizens who are ready to depart. you believe that? Boy, what a disgrace that that's even still a thing in Afghanistan. So how do we distract you from Afghanistan? How do we distract you from this economy and everything else? Very easy. The National Strategy on Gender Equity and Equality. That's right. Biden's new 42-page gender strategy, which I thought gender was a construct and didn't matter. Now we're doing 42 pages on it. It's the first ever such declaration because in the near quarter millennium of this country's existence, no one ever thought we actually needed to write this national strategy on gender equity and equality. So here are some of the things, according to National Review, a piece that was written by uh, the editors, some of the things they're putting in here. Ready? Here's some of this stuff here, just so you know. Uh, The progressive definition of equity in which the disparate outcomes are proof of unfair treatment, national gender equity would mean curtailing women's lifespans and or increasing men's. That's right, because truly what it means is that, I mean, women outlive us. You know what I mean? They do. They Women outlive men. And that's probably a good thing anyway, quite frankly. I mean, let's just be honest, right? Women outlive men in this country by 5.7 years. 5.7 years. So when Democrats are screaming about women's health care, you know what they mean, right? They mean abortion. That's what they mean. They, which is not, I mean, that's what they're always saying. Whenever they say health care, that's what they mean. Always. Women outlive men in this country by 5.7 years. And that gap has been growing over the past decade. I hope my, I mean, I hope I go before my wife. I don't want to be around. I guess the other thing too is that when, when women die first, guys go in like a month. You ever notice that? A lot of time, if they're happy. I mean, if they're happy, they'll go in like a few months or something like that. I mean, yeah, I'm sure some guys are, you know, blowing air horns and going to Vegas, obviously. But I'm just saying like, I mean, if you're happy, of course, and you, you know, you be, those people have been married 50 years and one of them dies and then somebody else goes out after a couple months. I always find that to be sad, but also beautiful in a way the kind of uh, endearing love but uh but usually when when men wind up uh going first the women wind up dealing with their lives in a, in, in a much better way it's just like you know we're just uh, you know we we're just not as good if you leave us let's be honest or when we have a cold or when we have a torn mcl in the knee and need lots of ice and uh, people to take care of me and bring me food and anyway uh so that's an interesting thing about the lifespan right but think about this now biden's strategy is incredibly cynical 
incredibly cynical. Because on one one hand, they turn around, they go, gender doesn't matter. And the other hand, they got to do we got to do a gender equity proposal. A gender. They, so which is it? Does gender matter or not matter? You know, do you realize we cannot, you cannot, you're not allowed to say at, at this moment in time in the United States of America that children, babies are born with a, with a gender. Do you, you know that you're not allowed, like that, you'll get canceled for that right now if you say that. Like if you go, oh, it's a boy. Wait, well, I wonder what they're going to do in the future. I really do. I wonder that in the future when they're in the hospital room and you have a baby and then there's the doctor and goes, it's a beautiful, we don't know what it wants to be yet. I mean, I guess they'll do that. I mean, when Reagan was born last year, it was always, look, it's a little girl. Yay. And you celebrated. Unless you know the gender ahead of time. But you see, now that would be funny. If, if the if the doctor who's doing that, he goes, you you want to know the gender? And they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, I don't know what it is. Ask it. At, you have to wait till it's, it's old enough to talk. Tell you what the gender is. You go, oh, okay. I'm just kidding. It's a girl. That'd be funny. <laughs> I think that doctor would get fired for that or the nurse, the tech probably would lose their job. That would be, you know. Well, you're going to have to wait till it gets a little bit older and starts talking. I don't know what else to tell you. Or then the baby's born in the hospital. And that's what they do. They turn around and they go, it's a, uh, we don't know yet. It can't talk yet and tell us. So we'll wait. We'll wait. We have a gender neutral blanket. We'll wrap it in in the meantime. And everything will be gender neutral henceforth from this time forward. Because that's what the whole Dave Chappelle thing is all about, right? He's not asking for transgender people to be killed or canceled or anything. They're trying to cancel him. He's just of the opinion that men are men and women are women based on science. And for that, they're canceling him. Think about that. Because he's expressing an opinion based on science. Scientific science. Oh, we've got the White House now. Is the White House now? Uh, the U.S. is calling for the G20 to prepare for the next next pandemic. I got an idea on how you can prepare for the next pandemic. You know what you can do? Uh, get China to open up their friggin' labs to us so we can go in there and see what's going on. Why don't you do that? Why don't you do that? Get China to open up and tell us the truth about what happened in the lab. That's how we can prepare for the next uh, next pandemic. The FDA panel meeting on uh, COVID vaccines for kids. Let, let me make this point, too. And I, again, as I'm a dad of a seven-year-old and a five-year-old, every parent wants the best thing for their kids. Every parent wants the best thing for their kids. But you know the minute that the FDA signs off on the emergency use authorization for, the, for these vaccines, it's going to be, what do you want, your children to die? And it's it, 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 that's what I'm worried about more than anything. I'm happy they have the vaccines because, as Dr. Nicole Sapphire said, there are a lot of kids with severe immunocompromised, they might need them. But my kids don't, and and it's a big decision we got to make. And I don't want to make it because I'm told to, and I don't want to make it because some jackass governor tells me I have to, which comes us back to the whole Jack Chitterelli, New Jersey thing. But I just kept thinking about that and the cynicism, truly, I mean, the true cynicism of the times in which we live right now when you've got uh, a Democrat running for governor for re-election and his people are telling what we already know, right? We already know, which is that they're, they're, he's going to do this after the election because he can't win. Murphy can't win, cannot win without lying about it. Can't win without lying about it. I mean, what does that tell you about the state of America in which we live today? Where you've got the ability for people to know someone's lying and then turn around and go, yeah, well, what are you going to do? Yeah, well, I mean, that's just the way it goes. So, yeah, no big deal. 
crazy. Uh, more things are going to come out, though. More things are going to come out. Uh, Project Veritas also has a video on there of a Johnson & Johnson official saying children don't need the COVID vaccine, the effing COVID vaccine, because there are unknown repercussions down the road. And it's, uh, it's, it's a shame that if you have any questions about any of this stuff, you're just going to be bashed and you're going to be mocked and you're going to be humiliated. And that's a damn shame. Isn't it a damn shame? So uh, a Democrat member of the New Jersey state legislature came out and referring to what Governor uh, King Philip the Unaccountable did, uh, what, what his people said. And that is that he's going to put in this vaccine mandate. Actually, a Democrat came out and said something about this today. Imagine that. Yeah. Assemblyman Jamel C. Holly, Democrat. Um, It has come to my attention that New Jersey Governor Murphy will impose COVID-19 vaccine mandates statewide if he is reelected. Public health is not a political issue. Medical decisions are a choice and should be treated as such for every individual, not election timing. With this revelation, I am calling on the New Jersey legislature to enforce its powers and remove all public health emergencies from the governor. Give the opportunity for individuals to make a choice in this matter. How about, I mean, right? How about that? Not something? This is also because, and this this uh, assemblyman, I believe, is, is, is uh, African-American. He has African-American constituents who are very nervous about this fact. And this is what I told you. I said to you that for Murphy, the biggest reason why he's lying about this is because of turnout in the urban areas. It's that's that's the issue. It's turnout in the urban areas. A hundred percent. You've got a lot of people in the cities who are black, who are unsure about these vaccines and they're hesitant about it. And they certainly don't want to mandate for their kids. They don't want some white guy mandating that their kids have to get a shot. They don't. They don't want a white politician in Washington doing it either. Mayor Boston said so. So all you just need is you just need the, the 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 voters in the urban areas to just not come out and vote for him, and he's going to lose. He'll lose, and Jack should really be the next governor of New Jersey. And it also send a message to to these to these hacks out there, these Democrats. In case you missed it, here's a little bit from the video. Wendy Martinez, senior advisor for Phil Murphy. The independent deciders would not vote for him if he did the bandit because they're into all that. My rights, my. Shit. You know, we have a win. It's like, all right, guns blazing. Like, who cares? I'm in it. Let's do the mandates. Let's do this, the X, Y. Project Veritas has obtained hidden camera recordings inside Governor Phil Murphy's campaign, including from a senior advisor who admits to hiding information from voters until after the election in order to appeal to undecided and moderate voters. Pero como si lo mandates? La vaccine mandates. Como California, que está el mandato que todo el mundo tiene que tener la vacuna. Eh, lo va a hacer, pero no puede hacer, no podía hacerlo antes de la elección. Exacto. Porque, Porque si lo, no se tira todo lo independent y lo undecided. Uh-huh. The independent decided would not vote for him if he did the banding. Because they're into all that My rights, my ch- My rights, my choice. You know what else to it is? There's also uh, a, a legacy in this country of not wanting to have to deal with that of not wanting to have to carry around papers, of not wanting to, uh, I mean, the Tuskegee experiments, all those things. I mean, the mayor of Boston said it when she she was asked about this with the hesitancy. Would you like to hear it just as a refresher from August 3rd, 2021? And this, this is not something that the left likes to highlight. But I can't speak to this. I'm not black. I can't speak to what her point is. I'm just not going to dismiss it. 
controversial comments from Boston Mayor Kim Janey after I asked her about New York City requiring proof of vaccination for restaurants, gyms, and entertainment venues. There's a long history in this country of people needing to show their papers. The mayor then references slavery, former President Trump, and birtherism. During slavery, post-slavery, uh, as recent as, you know, what the immigrant population has to go through here. Uh, we heard Trump with the birth certificate nonsense. Here, we want to make sure that we are not doing anything that would further create a barrier for residents. In Cambridge, one restaurant tells us it is requiring proof of vaccination for indoor dining. For us to be competitive, to take steps to uh, put those policies into place ourselves as businesses, you know, gives us a competitive advantage. The owner says if cases go up, it threatens the business and the safety of employees and customers. So you get the point. You get the point. And that, that's what I mean about turnout in the, in the cities. That's what, exactly what I mean by it. And this is why this assemblyman put out that statement today. Now he wants the legislature to rein this governor in. Rein him in. Rein him in after that. If you missed it, this was what uh, Republican candidate Jack Cittarelli said on my show this morning. Well, listen, this needs to be verified. And, uh, and if and when it is, he needs to come clean. Talk about an appalling lack of transparency and the ultimate hypocrisy. But, Rich, listen, we've known this all along. The only science that Phil Murphy's about is political science. It's not about the public health for Phil Murphy. It's about winning an election. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. I mean, what, what, how, how, do you, how do you ignore that? How do you ignore that? But you can't because it's, it's just the reality of things. It really is. It's the reality of the times in which we live right now, that the, the, the media in New Jersey is not doing more on this. They're just ignoring it. They really are. They're pretending like this didn't happen. Oh, it's Project Veritas. Oh, oh, James O'Keefe. Let's dismiss him. Give me a break. Give me a break. He should not be dismissed. He's actually doing the job that the media should do. I mean, if, if the governor of New Jersey, of any state, actually has a plan in place to do something after the election, but is not being honest with the voters now, isn't it the media's job to go find that out? Isn't it? I mean, James O'Keefe should get a medal. Why is it not the media's prerogative to find out if there is a secret plan in place? Murphy's done the New Jersey press corps no favors. He's still fighting them on freedom of information requests related to the nursing home deaths and also his policies on things. I'm still waiting for the Super Bowl weekend, uh, the notes of the meeting. Super Bowl weekend 2020, he apparently had a big summit with his, with, with his people in the Meadowlands to prepare for COVID. Where is it? Where, where are the results for that meeting? I'd like to know. We'll never get that, of course. It doesn't exist. It's like getting the, the samples out of the uh, lab in Wuhan. It doesn't exist. You know it and I know it. It's a fugazi. Let's cut through the BS. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. Now, yesterday's podcast, I played for you Barack Obama going on about how Republicans are rigging the elections. Hopefully you got the whole thing because there was a little mix-up where... It, you pl- Just make sure you're subscribed to this podcast... And you're not just getting it from the show podcast. Very important. So take the moment, if you would, to just subscribe to this particular podcast. It's separate from the show podcast. Anyway, this is uh, Barack Obama was going on. Remember about they want to rig the elections? Getting that fake Southern accent of his and everything like that. Here's a little supercut gray being put together of all the Democrats. and all Because it's all about Trump, right? And how Trump didn't accept the results of the 2020 election. 
and it's all about Trump and blah, 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 blah. Here we go. In this uh, little clip, you're going to find the following people in here. We've got Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, John Kerry, Terry McAuliffe, uh, the 2004 presidential election. Take a listen. We won that election. Al Gore won the election. Al Gore was elected president of the United States. Right. This wasn't counted. You know it. I know it. They know it. We won that election. There is overwhelming evidence that George W. Bush did not win this election. Do you think Republicans stole that election? In 2000, uh-huh. I wish the United States Supreme Court had let them finish counting the votes. The Supreme Court denied the actual and accurate counting of the votes of Florida. If Catherine Harris, Jeb Bush, Jim Baker, and the Supreme Court hadn't tampered with the results, Al Gore would be president. An election has been stolen, robbed. It wasn't a fair process. It wasn't a neutral process. It was a process that was rigged against us. We actually won the last presidential election, folks. They stole the last presidential election. As we look at our election system, I think it's fair to say that there are many legitimate questions about its accuracy, about its integrity. How are you going to keep it from us being able to be in a position where you can manipulate the machines, manipulate the records? In Virginia, when I was governor, I had to replace all the machines. Too many voters have cast votes on machines that jam or malfunction or suck the votes without a trace. I kept voting in the Senate race, kept voting for the Democrat. Republican name kept coming up. Three times that happened. How many other votes did the computers get wrong? I brought in some technology experts. They were able to hack into our machines from off-site in about five or six minutes, and within four minutes, they were able to change a vote. The legitimacy of any president that's elected is going to be impaired unless the American people understand that there has been a full and fair count of all the votes. We will continue to object to the election procedures until they are corrected. The objection is in writing and I don't care that it is not it is not signed by a member of the Senate. It is our duty to challenge this vote. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have to. I would be standing here saying this no matter what the outcome of the election. Well, now, all these election deniers, all these people who are guilty of denying democracy and everything else, blah, 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 blah. By the way, uh, sometimes I find liberals to be incredibly rude uh, to each other, by the way. Have you ever noticed that, how rude they are to each other sometimes? So here's Kirsten Cinema walking with Senator Tim Scott in the airport, and this woman comes up to her. Just how rude. L- listen to this. Every single year in Arizona, it's getting hotter and hotter. We're breaking records. Integrity. There's either no one soon. People are suffering. Your constituents are suffering. What are you going to do about climate change? Next week in Glasgow could be the last chance. Please answer me, Senator. My family, my house, we're from Tucson. We're constituents. There you go. 
What what can I what can I tell you if it's not the bathroom they're going after at the airport? Why? What? Because she just wants to be fiscally responsible. Uh, by the way, breaking news: the FDA panel has just approved Pfizer's COVID vaccine for kids uh, ages five to eleven. Uh, it's an advisory panel, and that has just approved this. Now, is breaking news just a short time ago? So let the battle begin. According to the New York Post, an FDA advisory panel Tuesday approved Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine for children ages 5 to 11, setting the stage for the kitty group to start getting jabs as early as next week. Not my kids. Tell you that right now. The approval was the first regulatory hurdle for the immunization for the age group. The Federal uh, Food and Drug Administration must now consider formal approval of the shot. If the agency okays it as expected, the ball then lands in the CDC's court. An advisory panel with the Federal Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is already set to consider the vaccine November 2nd. The panel is expected to approve it and send its recommendation to the agency chief, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, for a final okay. Even if, they, even if they don't approve it, she'll still okay it. She'll still override them on that. That's what happened with the booster shots. If the, the politics, this is happening either way. They could say that your kids turn into dinosaurs, they would still approve it. By the way, this is why I do this afternoon podcast, because there's so much news that breaks, right? In the middle of the day, in, in the middle of the afternoon, so much news that breaks. Here's a mom in Virginia voting for Glenn Youngkin because of education. This is from the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Kendra Lee is a prime example of why this race is so close. I cried when Hillary Clinton lost. If someone told me that I would ever be not considering voting for a democrat i would have thought like you were crazy and yet the mother of two voted for republican glenn youngkin after a year of virtual learning and now mask mandates in schools she trusts him more with her kids education what is it about what youngkin is saying he'll do that appeals to you i don't think he would have as much governmental restrictions i think that he would leave it more in terms of local control Youngkin, a multi-millionaire businessman, has wooed voters likely by making schools a central focus of the race, holding Parents Matter rallies where he hammers McAuliffe over something he said at a debate. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. This movement is being led by parents who are saying, no. I am the one who gets to decide what's best for my children. Youngkin has tapped into concern over race and gender issues in schools, and he's opposed to mask and vaccine mandates. So what is it about what's happening in schools and those mandates that you don't like? I feel like I know what's best for my family better than a politician does. There you go. Exactly what I've been saying. Exactly what I've been telling you. And this is why it matters in Jersey, too. This is why it matters in Jersey, too, exactly for that reason right there. Exactly for that reason. Uh, and by the way, if you have hesitancy about the vaccine approval for kids, if you're, if you're concerned about it, as I am, as a parent of a 7-year-old and a 5-year-old, if you're concerned, like I am, uh, it's not your fault. It's not my fault. It's their fault. I think it's going to be a very skeptical American public about taking the vaccine, and they should be. We can't trust the president uh, and take his word and take a vaccine that might cause harm to us. If and when the vaccine comes, and it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. Let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well. I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? We will need to have access 
to the vaccine results so we can make our independent assessment to make sure that Donald Trump's uh, fingerprints are not on it. You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's okay. Is the vaccine safe? Uh, Frankly, I'm not going to trust the federal government's opinion. And I wouldn't recommend to New Yorkers based on the federal government's opinion. And the question of whether it's real when it's there, that requires enormous transparency. Would you trust that vaccine? There's very little that we can trust that comes out of Donald Trump's mouth. We cannot take for granted this process will be free of political influence. I don't trust the president, and I don't trust the FDA. If Donald Trump can't give answers and the administration can't give answers to these three questions, the American people should not have confidence. You're going to say to the American people now, here's a vaccine, it was new, it was done quickly, but trust this federal administration and their health administration that it's safe? I will say that I would not trust Donald Trump. How confident are you in the approval process of the FDA right now? How confident am I? Uh, I'm not that confident. Yes, I would be hesitant, but I'm going to ask a lot of questions. You're going to need someone other than this FDA and this CDC saying it's safe. You've got to make all of it available to other experts across the nation so they can look and see. So there's consensus this is a safe vaccine. Uh, What I'm worried about is that there's some sort of October surprise and that there is a pressure put on the decision makers here to announce the vaccine in October of 2020. We're going to put together our own group of doctors and medical experts to review the vaccine and the efficacy and the protocol. And if they say it's safe, then I'll go to the people of New York and I will say it's safe. But if Donald Trump tells us I should t- that we should take it, I'm not taking it. I guess you're only allowed to feel that way if Trump is president. But if you're a mom and dad and you express any hesitancy about this vaccine, like in other words, if you are not right now going on Facebook and saying, I am 100% going to inoculate my children for the COVID-19 vaccine, uh, you you're, forget it. Forget it. Holy hell is going to come after you. But remember, it's a small minority of people because parents are, are, are decided. Parents are, un, I mean, they're, they're split on this. Parents are, are, are split. As that CBS News evening news clip with Nora O'Donnell proved. So, I mean, what, what else can I tell you other than when Democrats come out and turn around and say that these are phony culture wars, like what Obama did, these are phony culture wars. It's not culture wars. It's It's not. I mean, you know, students at Loudoun County, they at the high school, Broadrun High School, they actually came out and staged a walkout chanting Loudoun County protects rapists. Yeah. Loudoun County protects rapists. That's what happened at this high school because a boy in a skirt raped a a young woman in the bathroom and then the school covered it up. They covered it up, which led to that letter from the National School Boards Association. And that letter from the National School Boards Association was the basis of Merrick Garland coming out and saying he's going to have the federales come in on the, on the parents. That's what happened there. Now, the National School Boards Association, interestingly enough, has withdrawn their letter. I don't, I don't believe that for a second, by the way. They've withdrawn their letter. Uh, as Jim Jordan said earlier on Fox News, there was coordination from the get-go between the National School Boards Association and the Biden administration to go after parents. And the damage is done regardless because it's all about just shutting you up. It's about shutting you up and just making you afraid to speak at a school board meeting. That's what it's about. You know it and I know it. Oh, by the way, 
The United States of America today has a new travel policy uh, for people coming into the country. And it, it's a little bit cumbersome, so I'm going to share with you the details of it because you might be going out of the country on a trip or something like that. So it's a little bit, it's a, I don't know, it's a little bit, uh, I, I find it to be a little bulky, but here's how it goes. Ready? Here are the rules that the Biden administration outlined. So uh, very narrow exemptions that will per- exemptions that will permit unvaccinated international travelers to enter the United States. All right? Anyone who is under 18 years old Traveling from overseas will need to show a negative COVID test before boarding a flight, but are exempted from vaccine requirements. That that I'm sure that'll change. Uh, the White House said people who are traveling on non-tourist visas from countries that have vaccinated less than 10% of their population are also exempt from the vaccine requirement. Now, United States residents are also going to have to show that they have proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test. Just so, Just so you realize that. This, this is what the White House put out yesterday. Or you can just walk into the country. I mean, if you find that to be burdensome, just walk into the country. Just do that. You have that option. I think it's, it's important to have options in life, don't you think? Just have options in life. You can go through all that and get tested and come back and everything like that and show a negative test and do blah, 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 or just walk in. Again, I'm all about options for you. That's all I'm trying to do here. All right, I got to run. It's been it's a day. I got to deal with a bunch of nonsense, but I'll tell you this. But I want to I want to end on a positive note for you. So I'm, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to end on a positive note. I'm going to end on this uh, fun note for you. Here we go. Ready? You're going to like this right now. Hang on. This is this is good. This is really good. This is now um, Democrats telling parents to back off. Uh, terrorists you parents your parents are terrorists now back off back off all right back off uh because you're all bad people all right so let's take a listen to the democrats now telling everybody to hand over your kids to the government this is exactly what's leading parents in virginia and new jersey to vote for the republicans this is what's driving that mom you heard that democrat mom who said i can't believe i'd never i'd ever vote for uh, somebody other than a democrat this is what drove her to vote for Glenn Youngkin, this is what's going to drive moms in Jersey to vote for Jack Cittarelli. This is exactly what I'm talking about. If this is how the left views us, views you, because you just want to be able to make the decisions in your kid's life. You don't want some some bureaucrat deciding for you. You got to stick a jab in your in your kid's arm. And, and also that they're going to indoctrinate your children with this ridiculous nonsense of critical race theory. So this is how the liberals and the Democrats view you. Ready? Here we go. Violent looking, angry, spewing parents outside of these schools. Individuals intent on creating chaos for the sake of creating chaos. These actions could be the equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism. This becomes a security crisis in a sense for the nation. This may also mobilize even more law enforcement to to be at these meetings. It is dangerous to our children when the parents themselves are the school bullies. I think one of the worst things is the actions at the board meetings. Uh, You know, the the calling of names, you you know, tyrant, Marxist, communist, We've never seen anything like we're seeing at these school boards now. What on earth has happened in this country? Sometimes they're not even talking. They are yelling 
and creating chaos. Things have become so scary at these meetings. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. New laws may be necessary. There's always the possibility uh, that people will face criminal prosecution for this kind of conduct. The FBI and federal law enforcement is tailor-made for that kind of national-level coordination with state and local police. The Attorney General has put out a letter they will take actions they take. What does it mean that something that is generally boring and neutral, like a school board meeting, has become a locus for violence? You look at the rage, the anger.